This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. BFM 89.9, my name's Daryl Ong and you tune in to Bar None, the show that brings you through the ins and outs of the sporting world. Excitement is building up for the upcoming Tokyo Olympics, but the big question still remains, is it even happening? A recent poll estimates about 80% of Tokyo's population are against the Games. Since last year, there have been about 720,000 cases and 12,200 deaths in Japan. Earlier this month, the Tokyo Medical Practitioners Association, an organization of about 6,000 doctors in Tokyo, penned a letter calling for a cancellation. Japan is already paying dearly for the event, with costs going up from an initial 7.3 billion US dollars to potentially more than 26 billion US dollars, which will become the most expensive Summer Olympics on record. For context, when the Games were postponed in March last year, there were less than 1,000 active COVID-19 cases. Now, there are about 70,000 active cases in Japan. However, with all of that, the International Olympic Committee, the IOC, has remained adamant that the Olympics, already postponed by a year amid the pandemic, will be able to get underway on July 23rd. The committee released rulebooks mandating daily testing for athletes and limiting their movement. There will be no quarantine required for athletes and vaccines will not be mandatory. But is this the right move, especially in terms of public health? On the line with us today, we have Nora Sila Khalid, who is a Olympian and currently the president of the Malaysian Olympians Association. Thank you very much, Daryl. Yeah, really appreciate for the invitation. Thank you. First up, Nora, you're taking the call all the way from South Africa. Um, you're working there and leading as the president of the Malaysian Olympians Association. Tell us a little bit, you know, to kickstart the interview about the work that you're doing there in South Africa. Well, I'm not doing anything with the Malaysia Olympian Association work here that bring me here. I'm actually... Um, working with the Sarawak State Sports Council uh, right now and I've been with them for almost three years now. Mm. So uh, I'm actually here bringing two other athletes from Sarawak to have a training and competition here. We were invited by the club, University of Pretoria. Uh, this is the connection that I built throughout my career and uh, we are attached to my former coach as well so that I can learn a lot of coaching uh, system and also knowledge that I can learn new knowledge and uh, also from other coaches uh, at the track because it's a world-class athlete that we see on the track uh, in University of Pretoria. Mm, so it's almost like a cross-cultural exchange kind of uh, trip, I guess. Exactly, because it's not just uh, us, the Malaysian are here, it's only three of us anyway, <laughs> but they are also Qatari, they are also um, from Botswana and Namibia and Switzerland, so many other uh, international countries also came here for training and competition because there is a lot of uh, competition opportunity here. That's awesome. Alright, let's get into the topic of the day, uh, the Olympics have been cancelled before in the past, normally for things like civil war and civil um, civil disorder. Uh, what's your take on Tokyo 2021 um, potentially being postponed or even cancelled um, for the second time? What's your take on it? 
Well, it is a difficult call for everyone. Just to postpone it is already a big call, a big decision from the organizing committee and uh, the IOC. Um, but of course, the concern is the safety of the whole uh, the whole uh, organization and also the athlete and the uh, and also the whole people that are actually involved in the game. Um, but knowing it, that is actually getting closer and closer to the date of uh, the opening ceremony. Exactly. Yeah. I feel, I really feel the game will go on, uh, and one of the reason is because it it is in Japan. Uh, I, I believe people of the of uh, Japan they are very resilient and they are disciplined, cultured people. They will pull this. That's my gut feeling. Yeah. That, that being said, though, Nora, there are there are currently you know small clusters of protests being held all over japan protesting they, they're calling them the anti-olympians yeah that's true um i think everywhere will be the same um doesn't matter where where it will happen yeah in tokyo or elsewhere um people concerned they they should uh, raise their concern because it's uh it's not just about themselves, but also the rest of the world mm. uh, is concerning uh, in terms of the pandemic. We don't want to spread the uh, the virus. But I think the, pre- pre- the precaution and also the, the procedure and also the safety, uh, safety that they already set up uh, throughout this uh, preparation is really, really outstanding. The way they actually prepare and also try to consider the risk that they are taking. Mm. Uh, they are taking into consideration of every part, every single thing. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing in consideration, you know, as much as the Olympics is a sporting spectacle, it's the biggest show on the planet. It's also a whole lot of money, right, has been poured into the event. Um, in your opinion, can Japan or the IOC afford to cancel this edition of the Olympics? Well, uh, we never know whether they're going to cancel or not. Yeah, uh, but whether or not they afford to cancel it um, is also a question at the moment. Yeah, um, it is really costly just to organize uh, this uh, biggest game of all. Yeah, the Olympic game. Mm. But I believe uh, with the uh, continuous partners and also resources that the IOC uh, gain. I think they will find uh, ways how to really uh, compensate and also go through this uh, difficult time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the hype for the Olympics has been building up since 2018, 2019. So I think I think a lot of sports fans will want to see it uh, go on. And if it does go through, Nora, many have said you know this is a very special event. Uh, this pandemic is almost like once in a hundred years type thing. That this edition of the Olympics will be kind of a pared down, watered down, simplified. Olympic Games, with, especially with no overseas attendees and no overseas fans, right? What are your thoughts on this? Well, again, uh, they, 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 their real concern is also the people that come to Tokyo, which is why they cancel all the spectators and audience. Yeah, They already have big loss in terms of ticket uh, purchasing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, but we have to think out of the box. And I think this is an opportunity also Um and this is what what is so unique about the IOC and also the organizing committee. They try to think out of the box how to uh, carry on the game and also at the same time, uh, the safety is our priority. So um, they, they can actually use so many other medium like the social media, the broadcasting 
uh, live streamings uh, and so on. Mm. Because these days also people doesn't want to uh, sit on the couch and watch uh, the uh, on the television. People can watch anything live just uh, on your phone these days. Mm. So the, the, there will be different way of uh, the entertainment, entertaining people, the public. And I think a lot of people are craving for that as well. For sure. And it's also... It's also a, a it's something like uh, uh, that give give us hope, you know. It's a it's a different kind of hope that there is uh, there is something that we can actually be be uh, happy about and accomplish about that this thing can happen with different ways, different angles. Yeah, that we can look at. Mm. That's in terms of, I guess, um, getting spectators to watch the Olympics. But on the health side, you know, many have called for the IOC to ensure the athlete safety. I think that's of utmost importance, right, Nora? Um, they called for stricter physical distancing, more rigorous testing. Other than that, being an Olympian yourself, um, what other areas do you think they can improve on to make it a successful Games? Um, when we talk about the safety, as I mentioned earlier, um, the IOC and also the organizing committee led by the newly appointed president, um, uh, what's the lady name? Hashimoto Saiko. She herself is an Olympian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she know what is the feeling of an athlete and how they go through the hardship and so on. Um, for that, they, they are very concerned in terms of everyone's uh, safety. It's not just the athlete. So they already created a playbook yep. and this playbook is for all the athletes and also all those uh, uh, contingent, doesn't matter from medical side, coaches and everybody, the whole contingent to look into properly before, during and after the game. What should they look at, the procedure, things that they have to do uh, in detail and so on. Mm. So there will be a lot of things that they have to be very uh, aware of Yeah, before even flying to Tokyo. Yeah, yeah. And this book has been upgraded uh, every month. And the last that they will upgrade will be this month, June. So they will make sure it is actually really um, educate for everyone. Yeah, and it is uh, the the latest um, procedure that they can actually uh, prevent the risk. Yeah, mm. to the minimum. Yeah. Yep. Um, well, for many Malaysian athletes that have made it to Olympics, yourself included, the social aspect of the games is one of the highlights, right, for you guys. The Olympic Village, you know, mingling around, making connections with fellow internationals. You'd be walking around, suddenly you see Rafa Nadal. That's pretty crazy. It's, it's definitely not going to happen uh, in, this, in this upcoming Olympics. But as an Olympian yourself, how big of an aspect is this, you know, especially seeing that the COVID-19 pandemic has put bigger social restrictions in place? Well, as we know, even with uh, our current uh, situation, the, MC, uh, the lockdown, uh, the distancing is very important. There will be a lot of set, uh, set of rules uh, stating that. Um, but athletes still going to stay at the athlete village. Uh, I think so, yeah, if I'm not mistaken. So um, they will see uh, other athletes as well, but the distancing is there. Mm. So meaning to say, the, they will be eye to eye, but not so much of uh, contacts, definitely. Yeah. Communicating from different. afar. From afar. Exactly. <laughs> it's different, totally different. But, but I must say, 
the just being there and surrounded by the top athlete in the world uh, and not just uh, athlete but also top coaches in the world top uh, sports science uh, scientists and so on is a privilege definitely mm, for sure um, so far uh, North Korea was actually the first country to pull out of the Tokyo Olympics uh, do you think more countries will follow suit on the lead up in this one and a half months or so Well, I hope not. <laughs> I hope not, yeah. Um, we'll see. I think uh, every country has their own uh, choice. They, 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 they will make their own decision. And whatever decision they make is the priority of the safety. Yeah, definitely. And uh, yeah, I, I really hope there will be a way that can uh, bring all, everyone together and uh, make this game uh, as one of the mem- most memorable one yeah. mm, definitely be memorable for the good or it's bad reasons either one <laughs> I, I hope it's the good one definitely <laughs> uh, a bit more of a yeah. legal question now Laura um, the IOC owns the Olympic Games and Japan was given a contract to host um, the Olympics but at the end of the day who makes that final decision of whether it will go on or not would it be Japan or the IOC um I don't think there will be only one uh, organization to make the decision. Definitely, it's a collective uh, decision making. Yeah, mm. and not to forget the government of uh, the Japan. Yeah, they also will uh, will have the voice. Yeah, to make sure, uh, just just to make sure whether or not the game will go on. But uh, from my my point of view, I think the game will go on, uh, but it will be very different definitely different yeah mm. um, the IOC is thought to make about 70% of the money from the Olympic broadcasting rights and around 18% from sponsorship uh, if the games don't go ahead uh, it could severely damage the IOC's finances and the knockback is the future of upcoming uh, Olympics right um, do, you, do you think that it will be do you think that if they cancel this year's edition that it will have a long lasting effect on future um, Olympics, for example, early next year, the 2022 Beijing Winter Olympics, right? Um, definitely will have a huge impact on uh, the coming years, definitely, not just the Winter game. But like I said, um, I truly believe uh, the IOC and, the, and any organizing committee, doesn't matter the Summer Game or the Winter Game, they will have to think out of the box, yeah. And we cannot just look at a half a glass of water, yeah. Mm. So there will be ways uh, that we can actually uh, think of uh, that we can carry on the game, yeah. And I think the the movement has already been uh, has already been uh, begin, yeah. They already began the movement. Uh, a lot of uh, IF International Federation still organize uh, competition and championship in a different way, yeah bubble, uh, championship and so on. So I think uh, there's always a way of uh, hosting any game or championship. Yeah. Mm. How about games outside the Olympics? For example, the Euros is coming up, next year is also the World Cup. A lot of major landmark events coming up, but this coronavirus pandemic has thrown everything and into uncertainty. That's, that's true, yeah, that's true, and we have seen it, yeah, there is a lot of cancellation and postponement of games and championship, yeah. Um, 
yeah, at the moment, I think a uh, lot of uh, organizing committee and uh, uh, international federation are still in the midst of uh, trying to sort out the best solutions. And I think it is critical to find the best solution because we are. It is concerning human lives, yeah, and also the the country itself, wherever the game or the championship will be, yeah. But as always, uh, we should think positive and we should think of uh, opportunity as well. Whenever there is uh, challenges in life, there's always an opportunity. Yeah. Great one. Um, a bit of a fun question now. Um, hopefully, the Olympics will go on and I guess the whole country of Malaysia will be supporting its contingent heading to Tokyo. As an Olympian, do you have any advice for, you know, especially first-time Olympic debutants uh, that will make their way to Tokyo? Any advice for them? Um, well, I only went, went to one Olympic game and I didn't really perform well, yeah. Uh, my only wish is for all of you going to Olympic Games is just to strive your best and do your best. There isn't anything else that you should hold yourself back. And this Olympic game is different. And you may be you may be the fortunate one because we never know. There will be also athletes who pull out. Yeah. Mm. So we can yeah, I I think uh, the athletes should just enjoy the journey and really just do their best. Uh, put away all the stress and so on and just uh, be themselves yeah that's really important alright uh, last question uh, tell us a little bit about some future plans from uh, the Malaysian Olympians Association anything coming up for the rest of the year and looking forward oh yeah there is uh, a great news to share uh, we are excited because today is the flag off of our event a virtual run uh, we call run with Olympian run for Olympism and the registration already opened since 1st of May until uh, 7th of June and we may extend it to 10th of June okay. and we hope a lot of people will join and this is in conjunction uh, with Olympic Day which will be on the 23rd of June every year and we're also supporting all the Olympians going to Tokyo and some awareness uh, about what is Olympism is all about and some Olympic facts and also who are the Olympians. Yeah. Mm. If people want to you know, check this project out, right? is there anywhere online that they can go to? Yes, they can go to our Facebook, Malaysia Olympian Association or the Malaysian Olympism in Action Society. And uh, we also have, um, or they can just go to our post, which is BIBB, BIPS. Yeah. All right, Nora, all the way from South Africa, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me, Daryl. That was Nora Sila Khalid, Olympian and the president of the Malaysian Olympics Association. And with that, we've come to the end of this week's program. If you'd like to revisit the interview with Nora, you can head over to our website www.bfm.my forward slash bar none. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can tweet us at BFM Radio. My name's Daryl Ong and you've been tuning in to Bar None, the show that brings you through the ins and outs of the sporting world. Join us again next week, only here on BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.